0: Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to, if we could just say, I am your host, Stephen Ogle, and as always, with me is my co-host, Jessica Carter-Ogle. She's staring at me weird, and I'm fumbling my words around.
1: (laughs) That's the kind of power I have. Hello, everybody. His better half here, Jessica
0: Carter-Ogle. I'm like, what did I do wrong? I literally just started. How did I... That's what I like. What what, what what do you look at me weird for? I like for him to get a
1: look and for him to think, what did he do wrong? Because odds are something. Ladies, do you have your husband's train this well?
0: (laughs) So I'm just going to jump right into it. Speaking of doing something wrong, what happened yesterday outside of our front window? What did you see on the sidewalk in front of our house that made you so appalled? Uh Oh,
1: well, so I saw our neighbor walking his dog and his dog looked like he was being a little squirrely and the guy like spanked him on his butt. So now I instantly hate my neighbor. And it's so stupid. Like, dog owners, myself anyway, I, I don't want to speak for all dog owners, but are so judgy of other dog owners. It's Maybe parents are the same way. I don't know. Like, I know sometimes it probably looks like I'm dragging Sophia down the street yelling at her. Yep. And so I'm like, people are probably like saying something about me or I tap her in the butt to get her to stop when she's, or to sit when she's super distracted. But like... I'm sure people are looking at me like, oh, my gosh, why is she pulling that poor dog? And it's like, well, it's really self-choking herself out. (laughs) The dog didn't seem bothered by the spank, and It wasn't hard, but I hate my neighbor now.
0: Well, if you uh, happen to see uh, Jess pulling our dog down the street and you want to comment about it, we're on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for if we can just say.
1: I'll have you know that (laughs) she is walking a lot better lately. She has been going on walks every day. She's been... Eating better and listening better with all that command and doing yep. better with stimulation. Yep. Oh yeah, she's doing. So,
0: she's doing better with even just dropping and lay down and all that kind of stuff. It's it's pretty fantastic. She's in a good groove right now. She's digging it. Oh, you, sp- you may hear her. She's got a Kong with peanut butter right very close to, to uh, Jess and the microphone, so you might hear her suction over there because she's know, trying she's to get it out. You know, she's sitting on
1: that couch that was quote unquote Stephen's idea. <laughs> So another yep. thing, like speaking of Soph, Mondays are tough for Soph and I because I work from home Thursday and Friday and then we have Saturday and Sunday together and then Monday I go into the office. So yep. Stephen tells me Soph is like a little like depressed on Mondays and I also am not the happiest. And like <laughs> we got, we have a ring doorbell in front and we just got a floodlight a ring doorbell camera for our backyard too, yeah, which goes off every five seconds, but nonetheless. So I had, like, a backyard alert. It was like, someone's in your backyard. And I looked out there, and you, Stephen had just let sofa out. She's running around, her stocky little legs, scurrying through the leaves as they're picking up in the wind. And she's rolling on her back. And it was, like, a perfect little um, afternoon, like, stimulation of, like, yay, like a little happy, happy yeah. pop. Yeah. I watched it a couple of times. She was so cute.
0: Yeah, she's having a blast out there. There's a ton of leaves out there for her to eat. Yeah. She loves leaves. Yeah,
1: she grazes. Yes. Like a cow or a goat.
0: Yeah, she's crazy about the leaves. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yep. Can't get her to stop. She's just, that's that's her favorite thing is to go out there and eat leaves. Yeah.
1: And like speaking of yesterday, we were, um, had another fire, like a Sunday afternoon fire. Yeah. And we were sitting out there and I felt like we were swirling inside of a leaf snow globe. Yeah. Like so many leaves came down. They were all over, all over us. And it was it was like really pretty, and I said I don't ever remember being able to have fires in October like this.
0: Yeah, I mean, so in 2020 when we moved in, like we moved in on October 30th, which we talked about on a previous podcast, but like it was already chilly. It was legit cold. Like we we didn't have a fire pit to do any fires. My mom got us the fire pit in uh, Christmas of 2020, and then last year for 21. We had fires, but then we did our reception in September, and literally the following Monday, it was welcome to winter, put on your coat, hat, and gloves, because it's cold out, and then it never warmed up until April.
1: Yeah, and that was September 18th which is our anniversary i just think it's i'm always torn between the 18th or the 20th but 20 is the year not the date and so i just get swirled inside (laughs) anyway so yeah that was saturday and it was beautiful gorgeous what we had the best weather as you guys have heard about but then monday yeah it was legit cold it was overcast it was dark it was crazy
0: yeah it was it was no fun so this year has been nice because we did two fires back-to-back and yeah uh, it was it was cool hopefully we'll get some more done before the end of the year
1: it was the nicest weekend like I just feel like it was so relaxing yeah I really enjoyed it
0: so um and then after one of those fires uh, when we went to bed you know we're obviously you know we're married we cuddle in bed it's a thing and uh
1: not anymore
0: not anymore because uh I got attacked Oh, I please. was attacked. He's I, living
1: to tell about it, so he's probably fine.
0: I got put in a headlock.
1: Oh, my gosh. Her that... chin
0: was digging into my forehead, and then the back of her arm was trying to break my, my neck the no, wrong what direction. what was I doing? And I was like, what is going was on here? Was I doing here? something?
1: On my... Oh, oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. So yeah. I sleep in earplugs, and Steven is a nighttime chatterbox. <laughs> and so I like to put one plug in right when I get in bed just to get myself started in my groove, and then I let him talk to me for a little bit. He came over and snuggled on me. I didn't know that was going to happen. And so he's on my left side, and my left plug still needs to go in. And he shut the light off, and he nestled down. And I was like, "Oops, sorry, buddy. I got to get my plug in. So I need, so I basically squeezed his head, <laughs> popped him like a little pimple.
0: Killing me, man. Chin right into the forehead. I'm like, well, so much for trying to go to sleep anytime soon for this guy. Uh,
1: but how about all the nights I wake up because you're like, hey, yeah, can you put that over there, everybody? Yeah, that looks good over there. And I look over, and you're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> or you reach over and like shake my hip, and I'm like, "What is everything okay?" And you look over, and you're sleeping.
0: I'm just making sure you're still there. That's all.
1: While you're sleeping. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I gotta check to make sure. Ridiculous.
0: <laughs> um, so, let's see. Um, we watched uh, NXT pay per view. Yeah. And that was fun. Um, well, I slept a little bit. You slept a little bit. The main event. Uh, <clears throat> main event had two guys from the UK that used to be part of NXT UK uh ilia Dragonoff um and uh jd mcdonough which jd used to go by the name of jordan devlin and there was a whole thing and they changed his name because they didn't want him to have his name from the independence weird thing that wwe does um but anyhow a great match they fought uh the champion Braun breaker which i wish he would have lost but i understand what they're doing they're uh they're that when he loses the title, he's going to go up to the main roster. That's what they're doing. They're they're going to make him be a legitimate guy to go through everybody in the company so he has nobody else left to beat, and then he'll go up to the main roster, and then he'll either sink or swim.
1: I've watched a lot of wrestling in my day, probably since in utero. And <laughs> I will say that the one thing I hate is when a wrestler, Braun Breaker is strong for sure. Yep. But he is not the total package. He doesn't have the ring presence. He doesn't have the entertaining. He doesn't know how to take a bump. He kind of just stands there when he gets hit. And it's like, I know that sometimes everyone has the opportunity to win. But Jordan Devlin, wait, J.D. McCull- McDonough. McDonough and Dragonoff. Yeah. I always think Beef stroganoff. That's how <laughs> I know that one. Um, so they're better. They're better. Like overall, as a total package, I think either one of those guys, if it was like in like a fight fight, would have won or should have won. I don't think Braun Breaker, like he has the same facial expression the whole time. He's not like genuine. He's not sincere. There's some acting to him. He's not a natural in the ring. If you're not a natural in the ring, I don't want to see you.
0: The thing is, is that Braun's been wrestling for one year. And it shows. And
1: Triple H, what? Listen,
0: JD and uh, Dragonoff have been wrestling probably each about twelve years,
1: and it shows. A
0: piece, they are absolutely phenomenal. Like Dra- Dragonoff is one of those guys that literally he is like a cool, calm, and collective guy. Very well spoken. Wears a suit when he's not wrestling for his promos, for wh- his interaction with other people. But when he gets into the ring, like he is absolutely, crazy.
1: He's like a mad scientist in Yes.
0: There. His hair like his hair is short so it ends up being like all over the place and like spiked up and he's got crazy eyes like, like him- he just goes, man, like he has no no regard at all for any sort of calmness in the ring him and it's and JD fantastic. we and
1: really good to watch. Yeah. Braun Breaker is just I you know what I hate? There's I've said this before and I'll say it again. There are so many men and women in the organization and to take one based mainly off nepotism and shoot him to the moon before he's ready or before he's paid any kind of dues i just i can't stand him i i yeah. can't stand him on a like ridiculous level because of that
0: Speaking of paying dues, the the other match that I wanted to talk about was the North American title. So the uh, ladder match that was so good. They, that ha- was, they yeah. hang the belt from the center of the ring. You got to climb a fifteen foot ladder to climb up and take it off the off the hook. As and, my brother always says,
1: I've never seen people climb ladders slower. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So five guys in the match. Uh, former champion uh, Carmelo Hayes. Um, let's see. Von Wagner Wesley. Um, who were the other two guys that were in there? Oh my goodness.
1: Did you say Carmelo Hayes?
0: I did say Carmelo Hayes. Um, oh, Nathan Frazier also came from the UK. Um, and then another guy whose name I can't remember, but he came from the UK. He's only been over on NXT for like two weeks. So I don't, he's, he's newer. I don't remember his name. Um, but. The person that won was Wesley. Wesley has been paying dues for the last year. He used to be a tag team champion. His tag team partner got fired over some uh, stuff that had to do with personal stuff and some bad choices that he made. And Wesley has literally gone through losing for almost a full year. Like he's lost almost every single match he's been in. And like, he's never, any, he never even got a title shot. Like he's he just keeps losing. He's the perfect
1: example of what I was talking about being like genuine and sincere. Yeah. Like he's up there sitting on that ladder, holding that bow with his head down. And he's like crying. Like yeah. he worked so hard. Bron Breaker is never going to cry because Braun Breaker only knows how to make one facial expression. <laughs> yeah. So like this guy has heart.
0: Yeah. He
1: has like soul and passion in this. And if I don't see that, like I don't want to watch you.
0: Yeah, and and Wesley is super talented. Now I will say that uh, Von Wagner, he's a taller guy, about six five. He doesn't have much in the way of talent, but he has a lot in the way of big and strong. And he threw Wesley out of the ring, over the yeah. commentators' table. Like that was a good like fifteen feet. He threw him. That's it like Braun breaker.
1: That's like a pattern if you're strong it doesn't matter if you look like complete garbage and people don't like you
0: and you know i gotta say like that's uh i mean that's the that's the old vince mcmahon thing was having somebody big and strong and i don't know that necessarily that Shawn michaels is going to go that route because wesley the smallest guy in the match is a guy who won yeah and Shawn michaels was not exactly a big guy either so um but yeah overall like a, a good pay per view. There was a couple other matches in there, but um, those were the two matches I wanted to talk about. Because Wesley, I was that that's what started the show, and I was like, Wesley's got to win, man. This guy has been working hard all year to come back from something that, unfortunately, his tag team partner's business also rubbed off on him because of by association and. And that's unfortunate. And that put him in a bad spot for most of a year. And and, uh, so it was nice to
1: see him back on top and winning a title. It was pretty cool. Speaking of, you know, working out and all of that, like I have not done good in the last couple of weeks working out. And I think it's interesting when like I don't do good working out and then I eat like a cheeseburger. I feel like I instantly see that. But when I run in the morning (laughs) – and then I go to get dressed. I'm like, "Hey, why don't I see any results?" Is anybody else like that? Yeah. I'm like, I put in the effort. How come the cheeseburger affects me, but this like one run that I'm doing doesn't affect me?
0: It's men. It or, uh, some some of that's mental in the a way you look. A lot at of it. it's mental. Yeah. But
1: I will say, just like getting up and doing that. Like I went to bed at a good time because he stayed downstairs and watched TV, so I was able to like not be distracted or talked to. So I was able to go right to bed. <laughs> Which was nice. And I got up before my alarm, not like too much before, maybe like 20 minutes before to where like you're not jarred awake on a Monday morning. And I got up and I worked out and it was just i it was a good start to the week and getting me in like a good routine. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. That's
0: our what's new for the week. We got our story.
1: Yeah. So we're at the holidays. We're at the holidays. So Merry of tw- Christmas, everyone. 2021.
0: Yeah. So, all right. What, what, uh, my mom came in. Well,
1: I just would like to umbrella that it was one hell of a doozy.
0: Yeah. I this, mean,
1: this particular, um, holiday two week span of Christmas Eve to New Year was. We'll, yep. we'll we'll get to why but
0: it was something uh my mom came in yep uh for which would have been now uh the second year in a row of her coming in for christmas which she,
1: seems to be an unspoken tradition Yep,
0: yeah, she'll be coming in again this year in 22 which would be cool i just um, as she
1: said as you said she's gonna be i was thinking she's gonna be coming around the mountain when she goes <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> i don't know why that popped into my head. <laughs> now i feel like i'm in like fifth grade like music class or something uh, i hope there's about to whip out, out my recorder my xylophone and
0: i hope there's some people now that have that stuck in their head yeah because i welcome. do you're yeah. welcome
1: so um, yeah so rebecca came in which was nice i was still working i think you went and picked her up yeah and then me her you and soph went to see the heinz drive lights that we've talked about before the christmas lights which they're putting up now yep so they're starting to go up which is cool because when they put them up they test them periodically so sometimes yeah. Yeah. one nice part about it turning dark at four o'clock is it's going to be <laughs> soon is I at least Ugh. get to see a few Christmas lights on my drive home
0: gross um,
1: but yeah so she came in for that and my mom and I as we've talked about before do Christmas cookies every year way too many it's ridiculous but every time we try to take one away somebody like complains like this year I said mom she's like let's do less I said okay And I said, well, why don't we get rid of this one? Well, I really like that one. I said, okay, mom. How about we get rid of this one? Well, everybody really likes that one. I said, (laughs) all right. So we're back where we started. But anyway, so your mom came in.
0: Although you did say this year that you're going to make the cookies that are for me. Yeah, those are. Just for me.
1: Yeah, those are getting omitted. And the only reason I'm doing that is because they're huge. You're really the only one that eats them, and I'd rather you eat that. I'd rather you be able to get them and enjoy them. Like I yep. can make them for you over the holiday break, as opposed to like having to pick between like six other cookies that you never get.
0: Yeah, and so, this, and they they are the Oreo cookie wrapped in M M&M and M and cookie
1: dough. Yeah, it's basically an M M&M and M cookie stuffed with an Oreo. Yeah, and they always look like flying saucers. I don't know what the chick does in the recipe, but I don't have time for that. Oh,
0: it's great, but anyhow. Um, so yeah, so we did the lights, uh, and then you did cookie day. My yep. mom coming in for the first time to join your cookie day.
1: Yeah. So the three of us did it. So of course, in Jessica fashion, I got us matching plaid Christmas aprons. Your mom brought us in like earrings. I think my mom had flashing light necklaces for us Yeah, and we just spent the whole day. Your mom's like, I've never made so many cookies before in my life. Yeah. And your mom gave me some of her cookie cutters from when she was younger, and we we used them as well. And I I have them um, to use this year without your mom, unfortunately, because it was just too... Doing it like the day before Christmas Eve, there's just so many cookies, and then you've got so much stuff. Like I prefer to do it a little bit earlier. You're not as tired for the holidays, and people can kind of eat a little bit during that week, leading up.
0: Yeah, it's not a back-to-back-to-back-to-back... Yeah. Situation, and you get a a week to knock a dent in the cookies. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So many cookies. Um, That's why I'm
1: starting to work out now.
0: <laughs> yeah, and during that, I think we could say that your brother and you both started feeling a little under the weather.
1: Yeah, for me, cookie day was like I felt like okay, and then towards the end of the day, I started not feeling good. We came home, and I took. Um, So for a stroll, and I don't know if we went to the lights that night, maybe. I don't know what it was, but I remember like rushing around and I made, I came home and made pizzas for everybody and just in pure Jessica fashion, like did not stop. Yeah. And then um, we had Christmas Eve the next day and that's when I really started to not feel good because I put on like a dress and boots and I looked super cute because I felt bad on the inside. So I wanted to at least look good on the outside. <laughs> And your mom was like, oh, you look cute. And I was like, oh, yes, I'm fooling everybody. Like, thank you. (laughs) And we went to um, Stephen's tradition of...
0: a tradition that I picked up from my buddy Jared a long time ago. Well, let's see. Let me go back. Well, I think Um, we've
1: talked about it a little bit. We have talked about it. Because we went to see Knives Out.
0: Yeah, so I I go to a movie on Christmas Eve, and Jared's family... Has been doing that ever since he was a kid. But I can remember that before I met him, I went to a movie on Thanksgiving. And then I went to a movie on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day because I didn't have family up here and I was by myself I a used lot. to
1: go to one on so, Thanksgiving with my friends.
0: So, so I used to do that. But then when I met Jared, which was, I don't know, probably two, maybe three years after being here. So like Ricky uh, that we had on the podcast, I've known Ricky for... 22 years I've known Jared for like 19 so I mean it's a bar- like two longest running friends yeah. that I have in Michigan are, are Ricky and Jared and my two closest friends as well like um and Jared invited me to the to the Christmas Eve movie night and I've pretty much kept that tradition I think except for maybe a, like a handful of years um and I've gone with him most of the time it will be like hey we're gonna go see this movie okay cool it's been harder since we live in plymouth um uh, you know cuz they don't necess- their their time frame that they go sometimes is not late in the evening or whatever but yeah. um so with my mom being up here we went to see uh the matrix revolutions and uh that was Oh, Steven pick. Yeah, that was a a me (laughs) pick, but my mom enjoyed The Matrix as well. My dad enjoyed The Matrix. Like, I remember when the first one came out in 99, I went and saw it on a Friday night with my friends, and then I went home and I told my parents, you guys have got to see this movie. I can't tell you anything about it. You just have to go. And then I went back with them on Saturday. Nice. And, like, then we went to a coffee shop and talked about it. It was so, like, we enjoyed it. So my mom was like, yeah, we'll do it. Now, I'm going to spoil Matrix Revolutions, we are, because you can't talk about Revolutions without spoiling it.
1: Well, it's been out for almost a year, if anybody hasn't seen it.
0: Um, So, they literally, they open up the movie with, you know, I'm not going to, we're not going to break down the entire thing, but I'll just give you the, the great gist of it, is that they open up the movie with Neo's character, Keanu Reeves, in therapy for things that he's had nightmares about. But he's also like the owner of a video game company that makes this video game called The Matrix. And literally like, it's almost like, because like the original, one of the original writers came back. The Wachowskis are, well, they were brothers, now they're sisters. But one of them came back and the other one didn't. And it was like, basically like the production company said, if you guys don't make a movie, we're going to make one for you. So they literally just made fun of everything that they've done well (laughs) and it was awesome it was so cool when
1: i thought it was going in one direction i was super excited i can i yeah go ahead i had thought they were setting the tone for it to be as though the matrix had all been in his head yeah and the psych major in me the psychological thriller the all that kind of stuff was like Oh my gosh, that would be amazing, because it would have made complete sense the way they did it, and it all made sense. Yeah. Everything they talked about made sense from the other movies and his experiences, yeah. and even um not Echo that's Trinity. a different show. Trinity yeah. popped into like a coffee shop with him, and they didn't know each other. And her name was like Jane or something stupid. Yeah, and that her name wasn't Jane, but her name was stupid. I remember thinking like it was just like boring. Like come on. Yeah. Anyway. And like, it was like they didn't know each other. And I was like, oh my gosh, he sees her in this coffee shop every day. Like, this, that whole thing was in his head. Oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. Good job. And then, no.
0: Yeah. And uh, Neil Patrick Harris uh, is a fantastic choice for a antagonist.
1: Oh, he's great in everything. Yeah. He's like, been great in everything since Doogie Howser, MD. Yeah.
0: Um, but the thing is, is that they if you've not refreshed your memory on the three Matrix movies that came before it, don't worry. They refresh your memory by giving you flashbacks with using footage of the other movies.
1: Very Someone like cool. me that's really good for because I... You know, yeah. Steven has me watch a lot of movies and I'm fine doing that but I it's more his passion than mine. So I don't I couldn't really tell you what happened in Star Wars. I can't really tell you what happened in the Matrix movies. I know the overall concept and stuff but not enough yeah. to even pieced together for a, you know, what, fourth movie taking place 20 years later? Yeah, I mean... No way.
0: Yeah, there was some good distance there. On I the, at on least the thing.
1: was lucky that I watched them all in like 2020.
0: And and I enjoyed it for several reasons. Number one, tons of callbacks. They did the nostalgia well that way. They made fun of themselves, which I, I thought was very clever in the way they did it. And the, the original, you know, one of the original creators came back because... Like I said, the company was gonna make a movie with, with them or not. And That's they went fine. Crazy. You, and it's the, like
1: blackmail.
0: And basically they made a movie of which if they don't make a sequel, it's closed up. Like there's like they almost closed oh, it up in a way in which I don't, you couldn't make another sequel. Yeah,
1: I would hope they don't. I feel like they yeah. did everything they needed to do. And if they weren't turning it into like a mind thing. Even even if they had done that, like it's done. Yeah. Like I think it's.
0: I I feel like they went good luck like, making another movie. Like
1: as we looked as we watched Clerks three, we were like, it's done. You can't make another one. Yeah. Like you you start to do a disservice to the movie before it if you continually make.
0: Yeah. So I think that was a good outing for a Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, we had a good time with that, but also keeping this thread during that time, Jess was slowly turning into a zombie.
1: Oh my gosh, I felt so bad when we left, and he's like. And so I have a pattern. So here's something that we missed. So just before Rebecca came in, I had or around this time, I was graduating. So it's weird to say that because I didn't actually walk because that's like not a thing for me. But like I finished my class. So technically everything had to be turned in by like December 18th or 20th or something. And I was done on like December 12th because that's, you know, just me. So like I was i was done and at this point too going into the holidays i also had resigned from my job and was going to be starting a new job in january which i'll hit on a little bit um a little bit later yeah but so i had a lot going on i'm trying to finish up i'm trying to train someone to do my job i'm finishing up school i'm i've got a new job that i'm excited about but anxious about and i have and it's winter and i have a tendency to go 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 and then fall apart and just get sick and get a cold or get whatever and so I'm like that's all this is it's just a cold like it's just my normal I get worn out and I get sick like my best friend is like that too Steph she like does too much and she gets sick and so Stephen's like maybe you should get a COVID test and I looked at him and said okay and that's when I was like crap and yeah. so we go to CVS. They weren't doing them. I went to Urgent Care. This is a Friday, mind you. Urgent Care couldn't get me until Sunday, so I was like, I don't know if I have this, but I've already been around my family already. Yeah. So you know,
0: you've been around the people you were going to be yes, around for the weekend. There's which no was other extra us people. And my mom and your parents. Yeah. And Eric.
1: So Christmas Eve, you know, we go to my parents and my mom, my brother has like Stephen said has also been sick. So my mom's like, have hot toddies, you guys have some hot toddies. So (laughs) yeah, I started feeling better after, you know, a few hot toddies and I'm like talking and whatever. And then, you know, we get home and Stephen and I go to like, he's like, my mom and I are going to stay up. And I was like, all right, I'm going to bed. Like, and we did like a little gift, just the two of us. And I like passed out. I was out like you and her and Soph stayed up like for a couple more hours and I was in bed just feeling awful and I was like well maybe when I get up then I will you know I'll feel better in the morning I really didn't but we were hosting Christmas everything was ready I put my table together everything looked pretty and like my mom will say when they got over she looked at me and was like oh god like, yeah. she just looks bad. Like, my mom started, just jumped in to do stuff because I was just on my last, like, thread. Yeah, and like,
0: I, I could tell when I woke up and saw you. I was like, oh, boy, this is going to be a long day. Like so you, didn't, I, you didn't feel good at all. Like, so I could tell. So,
1: what's funny is, so we do, like, some Polish stuff. We have ham, we have pierogies, um, sauerkraut and kielbasa, all that stuff. So, we do warm ham and cold ham. So, my cold ham... My ham was in the fridge, and I told my mom, like, I'm going to pull it out, just put some warm ham in the toaster oven. She's like, well, don't do it yet. I'm still frying the pierogies. I said, okay. So we sit down to eat, and then my dad goes, where's the ham? And I almost (laughs) burst into tears because I had never gotten it out. And, like, (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. My mom's like, I'll get it. She, like, jumped up and, like, just put a little bit in the pan to warm it up. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, I just... I feel awful. And what sucks is I had so many plans. The day after Christmas, we were supposed to take Rebecca to Frankenmuth and to see Bronner's because that is up her alley. Yep. And it was going to be this whole thing. And, like, instead, you know, my parents, my dad will tell you that he was looking at my mom over the table because my brother's sick too. We have the same symptoms. Now, yep. mind you, we saw each other for the first time with the same symptoms already. It's not like we gave them to each other, we got them independently and basically had all the same symptoms. Yeah. And so, you know, my mom's still pushing the hot toddies and my brother's like, yeah, mom just basically got us drunk and we felt good. But then <laughs> after, you know, we didn't feel good. So there's uh, like they leave. My dad's like I and my mom over the table like, let's get the fuck out of here. And like they leave and Stephen and I are sitting on the couch and I wake up to Rebecca standing in front of us taking our pictures. We're both sleeping on the couch. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So that was crazy. And then the next day I had my appointment to go to urgent care, got my COVID test. um, And the guy, like the doctor just tried to give me a COVID test. And I was like, there is something else wrong. Like examine me. Cause it was basically anyone who's gotten a COVID test in the height of stuff. It was like, you went in, you sat down, you got the stick up your nose and you left. They weren't checking you for other symptoms. I made him get up. I was like, check me, feel my glands, like check all this stuff out. Yeah. And he recommended a couple things for me to get, but basically said, you know, in 10 days, if it doesn't, if it's not getting better, come back. Yeah. And I was like, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're like, go ahead.
0: So during this time, um, I believe what had happened was, yeah, we had come back from, so on our trip back from Tennessee, I got beer from Chris from Caldwell Christmas. Oh that yeah. Year, and I had a bunch of beer to try. So that day I'm trying beer.
1: I'm watching. I'm in the living room, sitting under a blanket, blowing my nose and watching a bull marathon while Rebecca's like eating cookies and like food ham. and stuff and ham. She ate all her ham. She ate I was ham, like, yeah. please do though. Oh, my gosh, like enjoy yeah. it. I can't. I ate like one cookie, sadly.
0: So I don't remember how the dates work, but the day after Christmas, you got your results that you had COVID.
1: Well, they didn't give me the results. I got an email at night. We were watching a movie. Yep. I checked my phone. I looked at it. I looked at Steven, and I started crying. <laughs> and he paused the movie, and I was just, like, sobbing. Yeah. And he was like, you have it? I said, I have it. And mind you, twice vaccinated, <laughs> once boosted, and I felt awful. Like, I honestly felt so bad with having those precautions that I was like – I think if I hadn't got vaccinated, I'd have been in the hospital, because I felt just the worst. I've I just assumed I was dying.
0: So that was on. I felt so bad. I not ble- to make
1: light of people who have passed from COVID. So I,
0: I believe apologies. that was Sunday, because my yes. mom stayed until Tuesday.
1: That was Monday.
0: No, because the day after you got you tested yeah. positive. I started getting symptoms.
1: Yeah, you started, and getting I started sick. getting
0: sick. And my my sick went way faster than yours. I went downhill much faster than you did. But ladies,
1: you, what do you say, men? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Big old babies. Boom.
0: Uh, and my mom totally fine. Yep. Thankfully. Yeah. Like it was like, because we wow. were so
1: nervous, Oof. but she didn't have any symptoms. She didn't have anything. She was yep. able to go home. It was great. Um, but. We and then you know what sucks is we're both off between Christmas and New Year. Yeah. I mean to be honest. And we spent it
0: sick the entire time. Yes,
1: we did, which really sucked because I had to go back so I had after Christmas, we since we get that time off and I was resigning, I had to go back after Christmas or I wouldn't have got paid for it. Yeah. So I had a remote day Monday and then I went in Tuesday and I worked remotely. I was feeling good by then. But I was also supposed to go to Missouri for a trip that weekend because I was going to be off from January 4th to the 17th before I started my new job. And I had a trip to go visit my pregnant friend who is the friend that drove up with her husband and baby to surprise me for my party. And I was like, although I'm feeling better, I have to cancel because I just don't, I'm not going to take any chances. My immune system is not strong. You're pregnant. Which, you know, so that was like my whole break between jobs is when I was Jimmy Stewart in Rear Window.
0: And I had a concert. I was supposed to go see Me Without You on their farewell tour. Yep. And uh, I had bought the tickets. Yep. And could not go because I knew I didn't go get tested. I knew I there had was COVID. No, there, there was, was no, no point. question.
1: And even if you didn't have it, you had enough of something. Like, and there I was had been no around point. you
0: that tested positive. So I wasn't going to go to a venue knowing that and pass it off.
1: And there was no point in leaving to go get you tested because you hadn't been around anybody extra than me since you always work remotely yep. and they already knew about it so
0: and your brother tested positive too didn't yes he? yeah so. and we
1: were worried this whole time about our parents we were so worried about our parents getting it yep. because they're older and everything and like they were the ones coming over dropping soup and bread on our doorstep wearing masks and like delivering food to us which was like <laughs> so great but like I spent that whole break like I sanitized our house from top to bottom like talking like floorboards yeah. with sanitizing wipes when I felt better. And I literally just, our neighbors were packing up and moving and I chronicled the journey of their move um, <laughs> for Steven. And then DeWalt yeah. sightings occurred and that kind of stuff happened. And so I was just a, basically a lunatic. And then in February, after I started my job, we were supposed to go to Missouri to visit my aunt and uncle. And Steven still didn't want to go. Me, I'm like, we can still go. And then I was like, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't go. I finally deflected to him. We decided not to go. And then my aunt called me and told me they had COVID. So I was like, ah.
0: Nobody can see. But I just uncle. pointed at myself. I gave myself the, the, the thumbs here. Because you know what? I had the right decision. I was yeah. right. We, had, we were less than a month from... Having COVID in our house, it didn't make sense to go somewhere else so soon. Yeah, especially no offense to your aunt and uncle, but Florida of all places, which has been awful during yeah. the pandemic. No, true. Um, I mean, it may be better now, but it was awful during that time of when we had COVID. Yeah. Um, and then it turns out that your uncle had COVID. Yeah, It was like, ah. So bullet dodged on that one. Cause I don't want it again. No,
1: I definitely don't.
0: Not in this house,
1: but yeah. So, you know, then I started my new job and the cool thing was, you know, once I got my degree, I wanted to start looking for work and I was like, I want to start, um, job hunting. And I was like, I'll probably start after the new year. And earlier in the fall, I was approached by the clinic I'm at now about becoming their COO. Yeah, because they had known me from the past when I got laid off. This is the clinic all of my patients went to, some of our therapists went to, and they had tried to, you know, hire me in a couple roles in the past, but it wasn't a right fit. And they approached me for this, and so I was kind of in talks with them with them a little bit. And kind of finalizing towards the end of the year what we were going to do. And so it was a really cool thing for me because it, it was cool for me to utilize my degree right off the bat. So many people get a degree and they don't get to utilize it, not because they don't want to, but just because they can't. But for me to be like, I just graduated with this master's degree. This job requires a master's degree. It has all of my background of working in a behavioral health clinic. It utilizes my master's degree for like HR and OD. And so that was really cool. And that was something that I started. And I would say a couple people recently have... Come up to me and ask me about advice about going back to school or what they should do and things like that. And I say, if you have a passion for it, do it. Like, I, the reason I went back to school was because I got that job offer that I turned down. And I was like, I don't want this role, I want some higher level roles. And a lot of them did require the master's degree, even though I had a lot of experience. So for me, I bridged what I knew, which was psychology. I had a psychology degree. I enjoyed working in that field with what I wanted, which was more like admin-based and more strategic goal-based. So I entered in the you know, Masters of Human Resources and Organizational Development because it utilized what I had and what I wanted and sort of bridged it together. So I feel like that would be my overall advice is to try to find something that you really like and you really want or how you can sort of leverage that into furthering your career.
0: I I would tell you to bet on yourself.
1: 100%.
0: Always bet on yourself. If you're
1: not, who's going to?
0: Yeah. And, and
1: before like, I started that job, my parents kind of took me out and got me like a congratulations cake for graduating and getting my new job. And we went out to dinner and all that stuff and having that support system is another thing. Like not everybody is lucky enough to have that. And obviously still bet on yourself, even if you don't have that, but if you do have it, it makes it a lot better.
0: Yeah. I mean, the thing was, is, uh, you know, us, being together and, and all that, like there was, you know, a few a few conversations there and it was just like, what's the best decision for us? And that's what you have to look at. You have to look at what's your best overall decision for your household, whether you're a household of one or a household of seven. You have to figure out what is the best option for you. And and um, that was our best option was to, I think was to literally like you're graduated and going to be utilizing your degree yeah. within a month within days
1: well and even just the support while I had the degree from my family and then before I met you and then my family like how many like you saw me spiral there were a couple classes I took one class I was just sobbing and I was like I don't I don't know if I can do this and then I got my syllabus for practicum (laughs) and I was like hysterically sobbing on the couch like people have dropped out of the program because of practicum and it was funny because I was like practicum was probably the easiest thing of everything because I actually learned stuff in this program and Mm -hmm. literally your practicum is taking all the knowledge you learned in your classes and applying them to graduate yeah and I'm like if you actually learned stuff in the program it was a piece of cake and it was a piece of cake I actually feel like I was praised for my work and I'm like, I don't even feel like that was the best level of work. Not saying that I slacked, but just saying like, I don't know, like I feel like I expected it to be like a bigger, tougher, harder deal. And I was like, this is, this was it. And I did a great job. Like, wow. Okay. Yeah. So sorry. I I kind of got a little long winded on that.
0: Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Apologies to my co-host. Get it out there. Yeah. Got a lot to say.
1: If we can just say, <laughs> you, oh, boy. see, could have dropped a drop right there.
0: Yeah. drop a drop. Wow. Symbol
1: crap or symbol. Okay. Pu- pu- pu-
0: yeah, exactly that. Well, oh. yeah, we'll go with that.
1: Cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. I feel like that was a blooper on the air. Oh my gosh. Wonderful. You're welcome everyone. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> I'm not as perfect as you all think.
0: <laughs> so, uh, that's where we're going to leave our story. Yeah, for this episode, yeah. we're going to move into some entertainment. Yes, uh, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of episodes ago, we had uh, Ricky on the podcast, and we talked some music, and that was probably the last time we talked music. So this time around, we're going to talk music.
1: We've got a lot of music. I hope we have enough time for all of. We got plenty of the time. The music. We got plenty of time. We're
0: good. Um, <clears throat> do you want to start, or you yeah, want me to I'll start? I'll start.
1: I've got two albums So I've got two albums to talk about. He's got a playlist of of, of multiple things to talk about, and then we've got one thing we're going to review together. So the album I am going to talk about is by an artist called Noah Reed. He's a singer-songwriter. And for all you Schitt's Creek fans, he's Patrick. So I I love the album because it's good, but I'm cheesing over yeah. here because <laughs> I am totally 100% in love with Patrick. So anybody who watched Schitt's Creek, you're obviously in love with Patrick. And yep. this is him. So yep. if you if you like listen to it thinking it's Patrick singing, like it's even better.
0: And and for the listening audience that may not know what they're looking up, how do you spell Schitt's Creek? Because it's not how you think.
1: S C H I T T apostrophe S. Yeah.
0: Creek. So it's like the name of a town.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, man uh just a side note what a great show yeah took me a long like the first season was rough for me because uh i can't remember the actor's name i always think of him as cabin boy chris elliott chris elliott is such a good actor at annoying me so much with his character that the first season the second season was so bad but now when he shows up in the show we're in season four now yeah when he shows up now i laugh most of the time because i'm like all right i expect something to be off the wall goofy but, uh, and then there's another character, Bob, that drives me nuts. But Patrick was a welcome addition yes. to the show that they needed. Yes. And then we found out he was an artist because yeah. he sings a song.
1: Yeah, he sings. Well, in- I'm not, I don't want to even spoiler that because it's so wonderful. And I'm sure yeah. you've all seen it because I've seen the show full through already. I'm watching yeah. a second so time I don't, with him.
0: So not to spoil it, but he sings a song but, at some point And yeah. that's how you found out he's an actual artist. Because I looked it up.
1: Yeah, I will say I had a thought about Schitt's Creek today and I realized that it's his the guy the mayor's name is Roland shit and i'm like oh my god it's like rolling in yeah. shit and i didn't realize that yeah anyway <laughs> so his name is noah Reed, r-e-i-d singer songwriter the album was in 2016 he has a couple albums after that but i love this one so much that even when i start to listen to the other one i want to listen to this it's called songs from a broken chair it is just it is so good it is like it's a mood and then he pops in a couple upbeat things and you're like oh hello the mood has changed and then the mood is back but in like a good way
0: I wish I could remember what I said he sounded like the first time I heard him, but I've heard it so much now that it just sounds like him. But he reminded me of somebody else when you were first playing it, but I don't oh, remember, I don't who, remember that was. who you said. I don't remember who it was because now it just reminds me of him. But, it, but man, I, it's I
1: recommend listening to songs from a broken chair, especially the songs "Angel and Angels and Demons, Road Again is like my favorite, and then False Alarms. Fantastic. Um, the other artist I want to talk about, his name is Tom Walker. His album, What a Time to Be Alive from 2019. I believe he's also kind of singer-songwriter. My brother actually sent me, the me and Steven, the song Leave a Light On, yeah. which is amazing. It deals with addiction and like support and... Yeah. It's an amazing song and his whole album is fantastic and I've been hooked on it since my brother sent it to me. Leave a Light on's amazing. Better Half of Me is a relationship song. Amazing. And Heartbeats is amazing. The whole album is great. I really like him. I really like his voice. Very like singer-songwriter. I feel like you could listen to both albums around the same time and kind of get that same vein, but those are my two album recommendations.
0: So I've been stuck on two things lately. Um, we had Ricky on the podcast, as I mentioned before, and he mentioned, uh, one of his favorite bands is Mumford and Sons. And I don't know that we recorded on a Sunday and by Sunday night, I was listening to, I was listening to Mumford and Sons. Yeah. You've been,
1: night. you've been kind of hooked.
0: And I, there's, they have their second, sorry, their last albums, that I didn't listen to as much called uh, Wilder Mind and Delta. The, that's their two newest albums that are not the bluegrass feeling albums. Yeah. They they went electric and got full drum set and stuff. They still have some banjo in there occasionally, but um, it sounds, it feels like early Coldplay to me, which is a compliment because the first three Coldplay albums are absolutely awesome. I don't care what I anybody says. I wish Coldplay like still great. sounded like Coldplay. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Um, but so I ended up making this playlist, um, and I I gave it a weird name um, because I didn't want it to be playlist one, playlist two, playlist three. So I always give them names, and uh, my the name of this podcast is Twin Mum Cat.
1: Twin Mum Cat, and it's not a podcast; it's a playlist.
0: Yes, it's a playlist. So, uh, sorry, did I say podcast? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Freudian slip. Here we go. Uh, That's for
1: the blooper reel. Yeah.
0: Um, So the first band in this list is a band called Twin Forks. Twin Forks is a side project of the lead singer of Dashboard Confessional. I am a huge Dashboard Confessional fan. I love everything Dashboard except for probably the newest album. I don't have it. Um, And the album before that was okay. But everything that he does that is acoustic guitar, I absolutely love. He is a brilliant artist, brilliant songwriter. He sounds a little whiny for most, but if you remember the genre of emo, you can absolutely blame or praise Dashboard Confessional for making that a genre that that took over.
1: So I cannot stand Dashboard Confessional. That whiny little punk, that emo punk, I cannot stand him. (laughs) Everything sounds exactly the same. It's so annoying. But I will tell you, artists really should not pigeonhole themselves into one sound or one genre because this Twin Forks album is really good and it's too bad there's only one album.
0: It's only one album um, and it's folk. So he's got violin, he's got banjo, he's got upright bass. Um, Man, is it a great album. I highly recommend listening to the song kiss me darling yeah so there's a girl that's on the song um and she comes in at the towards the end of the song and it's it's one of those songs as an artist as a guitar player myself i think about things when i listen to music i break it down and i think like well what makes this song work for kiss me darling the chorus is catchy the it's an upbeat song it's folky, so it kind of feels like it's got earth tones to it. But there's nothing. There's nothing, unless you can't stand folk music when you hear it. There's nothing that's like that's going to turn you off to it. It's more of like a turn your head, like oh, this is a pleasant sound.
1: Yes, pleasant is a good word. It's just kind of happy and catchy, like the beats.
0: Yeah, and and Chris sings the the main melody is that of the, the song. Dashboard. That's a dashboard guy, guy Chris. Um, he sings melody for the song plays guitar. And at a certain point, towards the end of the song, the girl comes in to sing that normally just sings background vocals and plays mandolin. She doesn't really sing on many songs, but she's got a part where she comes in by herself. The music drops out. It's just her and a guitar and she sings the chorus. And I'm going to tell you right now, if if the hair doesn't stand up on the back of your neck when you hear it, like, check yourself. It is it is literally like you want to talk about reaching inside of your rib cage and just touching, just touching you. Yeah. Just with a finger, just giving you a little touch of like, hey.
1: Just giving you a little finger. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Nice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fantastic. Gets me every time. Just hearing that voice. Just hearing her come in. Just enough of a change. And I told, I told Jess when I heard the song the first time, I thought the song was great. Or I thought the song was good but she made it great. Yeah. And that was really cool. Uh, So I put them in the playlist. I put Mumford and Sons in the playlist. And then I put Cat Stevens. uh,
1: Tea for the Tillerman. Yeah. One of the best albums of all time that is probably going to end up being um, played out from me playing it, playing the album so much. T for the Tillerman is my absolute favorite album. I'm not going to like overtake Steven here, but Miles from Nowhere is my absolute favorite track on T for the Tillerman. And I used to get up and like, instead of just listening to an Apple music, I'd put it on my uh, record player and then get up and then move the dial back to hear that song again and move the needle back to hear that song again.
0: Yeah. Um, Cat Stevens, I got into because of Jess and because of Guardians of the Galaxy, volume two.
1: Okay. Well, you're welcome. I'm not sure about this Guardians business
0: There's a song at the end of Guardians 2 Called Father and Son That is used For an excellent scene in Guardians 2 And once again It's one of those songs that will just rip your heart out Yep. Um, But I love it It's a great song Um, So yeah So that playlist I've been stuck on For quite some time uh, And uh, so, so that I don't leave it out Sarah Ellen is the girl that sings the vocals On the Twin Forks song
1: I feel kiss, like if you like the Twin Forks album, you will like the Wild Reeves Reeds Bold and Brave album that I recommended a bit ago. Just yep. just throwing that out there.
0: Um for me, listening to the Mumford and Sons stuff that's electric has been um,
1: Is that the newer
0: stuff? Yeah, the newer stuff has been it I put it on shuffle so that I'm not listening to an album straight through. I'm hearing it it, it changes Changes the tone of the playlist because Cat Stevens, Twin Forks, Early Mumford is all folk, yeah, singer songwriter type stuff, um, and then I get these occasional songs in here that's a full band, and it's and it's easier to take it in that way. So if you're a Mumford and Sons fan, Mumford and Sons fan of the folk stuff, but you haven't listened to the electric stuff, I recommend putting it on a shuffle and just hearing it come in occasionally. It's well, I, much easier to absorb that way for me.
1: I am one of those people. So I really liked, um, Sino more yep. babble like that stuff. And I didn't listen to those last couple albums you mentioned as much, but now that you're saying that putting it all together might be a better way to do that. Cause yep. they're kind of like, um, um, it reminds me of Head and the Heart. So Head and the Heart, I don't know if we've talked about it before, but their first couple albums are phenomenal. Yep. And then they go and get a bit poppy. Like they came last year, and I really would have loved to have seen them if they could guarantee they'd only play their first two albums, which I know they can't do.
0: Um, it's interesting that you mentioned the Head and the Heart because they have a song called Rivers and Roads mm-hmm. that is very much very similar structured to the Twin Forks song, Kiss Me Darling. Yeah. They have a girl that comes in at the end of the song, the main girl that sings for them, that is just takes that song from good to great. Yep. It's the same same sort of thing. That
1: is a self-titled Head in the Heart album from 2010, which is amazing. And then Let's Be Still from 2013 is also really good. Let's Be Still was their radio hit. That's how I got onto them and I heard that album and then I listened to the first album, Amazing. After that it's like okay. Yeah. It's like a pop sellout. I yeah. don't love it.
0: And uh uh Charity Theecen, I believe is her name. That... Th- Thelion. Okay. I can't pronounce names. I'm horrible at names. I shouldn't be doing this on a podcast. What's but... my name? I don't remember. <laughs> um but uh yeah she comes in and sings a chorus at the end of Rivers and Roads that is absolutely brilliant and that's the first song i heard from them i heard that song um that song live was amazing i i can't remember how i came across it but i came across it while i was getting divorced and i was like man this song is amazing and then i had just that song until i met you i didn't i didn't it's like how the
1: song you hear the song that you need at the time of your life it's just like being open to things like we've talked about before and like the things that can come into your life if you're open to them during good times or bad times a song that really speaks to you and kind of calms you a little bit during a rough time or something like that you know yeah yeah
0: and uh so i mentioned that i'm stuck on two things so i'm stuck on this playlist twin mum fork twin, twin mum f- fork twin twin forks or sweat mum twin mum cat wow i can't even say my own playlist right say that seven times fast twin I forks you can say it once why would you even try twin forks mumford and sons cat stevens T for the tillerman Um, the other thing I'm stuck on is Golden Hour from Casey Musk. Oh yeah.
1: We've talked about this before because Casey was one of my artists, but.
0: I understand we've talked about it, but I'm going to bring it up again.
1: That's one of my Desert Island, that would be a Desert Island music pick, an album for me.
0: Like seriously.
1: Yep. It's like one of the best albums I've ever heard. I, it, it has like a magical, like ethereal feel to it. Like, it's just like, like. Like, little stars and lights would be tinkling around you as you're listening to it.
0: My favorite thing about the album is the fact that I can start anywhere on that album. Yeah. Any song at all, I can start. And when the album is over, I will continue listening to the album at the be- Like, let it play through the beginning. Oh, yeah. Uh, my favorite track on the album uh, is Space Cowboy. I get that that's a good one. it just gets stuck in my head. Her it's got lyrics, this, she's got good lyrics. It the album has this, I don't know if it's the right word, but urethral type feel to it. Or ethereal, ethereal. Yeah, that's, that's what that I said. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Um, Velvet Elvis, absolutely yeah. fantastic song. Like, man, she's just very good at. Um, it's a story-driven album. Yeah. So everything just flows together, one song into the next. Like, there's not much. There's not much of like a half second in between some of the tracks. And some of them you don't even feel like there's a second it's at like all. It a just moves. V- it's
1: like a very pretty album. Like it's yeah. very like, it's just like lovely.
0: I think of it as like a, uh, the album is like a lazy river.
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: You just get, a, you get in your raft, you get your drink, you kick back with your shades on, put your headphones in and just float down the river. Man, all right, cause...
1: let's wrap this up so we can go listen to Golden Hour. <laughs>
0: So yeah, so I've been I've been stuck on that and and uh, Mumford and Sons and as I said, I didn't want to hear all the the stuff I hadn't listened to just back to back to back. So I threw in two artists that I like a lot that were kind of the same genre. Yeah. And uh, that T for the Tillerman with Cat Stevens is very underrated. I had oh, not yeah. I had not listened to that album that much um, until I threw it into this list, and I wanted to pull out another song wild world
1: yeah well that's that's a, like a radio hit yeah
0: i didn't know that i didn't grow up listening to cat stevens uh i don't know how in the world it got missed in my household because yeah. my parents were all about singer songwriter like my dad loved bob dylan and yeah. you know crosby Steals nash young all of those guys eat together and separate like i heard all this stuff but i never really heard cat stevens until getting together with you and like man I this album i love it it's it's good front to back. I
1: love to be able to change someone's life for the better. <laughs> and I hope all of you listen out there have also been changed for the better. <laughs> I, I
0: will say that uh, I relate uh, really well to the Hard-Headed Woman song.
1: And I think that's all the time we have for today, folks. Um, you guys have a really
0: good week. <laughs> so... Uh, you can find us on social media on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. For if we can just say, yes. please hit that like and subscribe button on your uh, podcasting app so that we can. It'll help with our analytics and stuff like that, so we know know that people are subscribing and helps us out leave
1: feedback we'd love to give you a shout out on the air and talk about your feedback and and get into it a little bit and see what people have to say so
0: yeah and if you listen to any of these albums comment on our post this week and tell us what you thought what songs you like um i mean obviously we'd love to talk about them so
1: thanks for listening
0: yeah so that's all we can say this week
1: bye y'all